Welcome to the Old School Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. This meeting was born online, and it's going to stay that way. That means you can attend live on Tuesday evenings at 6.30 Pacific if you'd like to. Go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. It is now time for me to tell you what it was like, what happened, and what I'm like now, including how and why I stay abstinent today. Okay, so my name is Lori, and I'm a compulsive eater and bulimic, and I am a triple winner, but I'm not going to talk about all of the other winnings. Um, I'll just go into more about compulsive overeating. Um, and thank you, Deborah, for having me share. Um, and it made me think back to how many years I've been in program. Um, I came in over 30 years ago. I stopped throwing up 31 years ago and just celebrated birthday, but wasn't even thinking about it because my natal birthday came up and all these other things came up. So um, I kind of wasn't thinking about my OA birthday, even though it's just as important as every other milestone. Um, when I came in, um, I was 19 years old. So I've been here a long time. I'm 50. <laughs> so um, I grew up here. This is program was how I grew up. Um, and um, about a year after I got in, I had my birthday. I celebrated with my pothead friend, didn't smoke pot, but was there in the bathroom throwing up. And I remember him saying to me, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but of course, he wasn't looking at himself and what he was doing. Um, and I was already in program, but I realized that it was like I needed to stop. Um, and I've been in program, you know, since then. Um and my absence have cha has changed. My plan of eating has changed over time. Um, I abstain from bulimia and I abstain from compulsive overeating. Um, my abstinence that I have right now um, is about 22, 23 years old. I don't know the exact date. Um, I calculate it by how long I've been married because it was about a year before I met, not met my husband, but um, started dating my husband that I had stopped um, compulsively overeating, um, not compulsive overeating because I can be compulsive with food, but um, binging, binging is what I abstain from. Um, so when I first got in the program, I had trouble handling life. I had trouble handling people. If everybody would just do what I want, then my life would be okay. And the only way I could deal with that was binging or purging. And it's like, and that soothed me. That was how I soothed myself. Um, when I wasn't someone who was doing the bulimia all the time, but I was um, binging all, like a lot all the time. And if I stopped, it was because I had some commitment, you know, like I was, I'm very resilient, so I can do school, I can do life 
and I can still be doing my disease. Um, so what works for me is to like, um, to slow down, to not do everything, to take care of myself, to be aware of what I'm doing. Um, and that helps me get through without all my, uh, devices and ways to soothe myself. So, um, I lost my abstinence. So I had my abstinence, um, after about, you know, when I first got in, when I stopped the bulimia and I would try different things and tried what everybody else did. And I, it didn't work for me, you know, like other people had their abstinences and their food plans and I would try them all. And, and I would try them for a while and they'd work for a while. And then it, you know, I, I, I would go back to, um, the binging. Um, and when I went to grad school, things got very stressful for me. And I've realized that stress, it, it, it affects how I eat and how I think of food. And it can go either way. I can be, um, in some ways anorexic because of stress and I can be, um, binging because of stress. It could, it can go either way, depending on the kind of stress. Um, and when I was in grad school, things were overwhelming. I was dealing with identity, sexual identity, um, life at school, too many things going on. And I tried dieting one more time and it didn't work. And I just could not stop eating you know, wasn't showering, wearing baggy clothes, was able to go to class, but then outside of class, I was immediately eating. Um, and if I wasn't eating, I was in bed, like sleeping, sleeping like way more than I needed. Um, and I had to get outside help. And that did help me to get, to figure out what was going on. And I was able to finally, um, put down the food and look at the stresses and what was going on. And I was able to start a food plan, which basically was so basic because I couldn't stop eating. And the only thing I could do was to just um, have three meals and it didn't matter what those meals were. And that was it. It was like, that's how I kind of started back into um, my food plan. And then it's, transformed over time, um, where now I usually have three meals and a couple of snacks and I try to have fruit as a snack, but sometimes I have protein. Um, and I also have a strong exercise regimen as well as working many or all of the tools of program between either going to zoom meetings, going, I haven't gone to a live meeting, um, since COVID started, but, um, I attend Zoom meetings, I make phone calls, I text people, um, and then I do, I have an exercise program that works for me. Um, exercise back in when I first got into program, I was in college and I would use that as another way to kind of like another way to just beat myself up. Like if I um, binged, then I would go run, you know, a bunch of miles. And I wouldn't even be a runner. So it's like painful for your body to go and run a few miles <laughs> when you just binged. Um, and so I would 
do things like that. And now um, that exercise has changed. For a while, I wasn't really doing a lot of exercise, doing walking, and that worked really well. But um, now that I'm older, I found that um, I've lost some muscle mass. And also in COVID, I probably lost some muscle mass because I couldn't work out and I had to get a workout buddy to even start an uh, exercise program. And so now it's like two or three days a week. I go to the gym, I use weights, and that's partly a health benefit as well as um, a way to just feel good about my body. When I exercise, it also helps my, um, like the endorphins. Sometimes I'll be like having a bad day and I go work out and then it's like the day's fine. So um, that's something else that helps me like with my mental state as well and taking care of myself, um, which is also part of like getting dressed every day. You know, even in during COVID when I was on Zoom every day for work, I still woke up at a certain time, got dressed pretty much every day, put on my makeup every day and acted like I was actually going somewhere. And it kind of helped me feel like things were still kind of regular, you know, even though I was, after I was done with work, I would get on the phone and I'd be crying pretty much every day for the first month of COVID because it was very stressful for me for my whole life to completely shift. Um, and I need to take a step back um, about more of how my life is transformed in program. Um, you know, when I first got in, I was 19. So, you know, I was single dating and using different vices also like if if I stopped the binging then I would drink alcohol and go out with friends or I would you know seek out boyfriends and so like or even girlfriends and the relationships became something that would also you know excite me and then also create drama in my life because I would always pick people that weren't necessarily right for me or even emotionally available, but it would help me, um, not think about the food. So I would just switch from, um, addiction to addiction, you know, and that would, um, help with one and then the other one would get out of whack, you know? And so as I've been in program longer, I've had to realize, okay, wait a minute, I need to look at all of it and, and, um, and live life on life's terms and be in the now. And the question is, you know, how do I be in the now without using something? And I have, a I use all the tools. I don't even know if meditation is a tool. I think it, it's really actually part of the steps. Um, so I also have incorporated and, um, my sponsor kept saying to me, oh, meditate. And I was like, uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't really want to hear that, but, um, but once I was able to do guided meditations, because I think the quiet meditation didn't work for me, but once I started doing guided, it made a huge difference. And once I made it a regular thing that I did, I've been able to use the breathing in a lot of things that I do to, to calm myself down, to pause for a moment, rather than having a quick reaction in something that happens to me. Um, and then there's also a prayer and using all the tools instead of using the food um, to soothe myself. 
and you know, it started way back when it started with, um, what it was like, you know, something would happen. Someone would, let's say, call me a bitch or whatever would happen, or a boyfriend would break up with me and I would go straight to the food. And then, you know, in program, they taught me, you know what, get on the, you know, get on the phone. And at first I couldn't get on the phone, but then after a while hearing it over and over, okay, maybe I need to make a phone call. I'd get a phone call. I would, I mean, I get a phone number. I would make a phone call and then that might be one time. And then the next time I might've binged again. And over time that became more of a tool that I would use more and more. And so the food became less of what I would turn to quickly and the phone call would be. And as I progressed in program, because when I would have a reaction, I wouldn't even know what my feelings were. I would just quickly go to the food. So if somebody said something that I didn't like, something happened at work, something happened in my day, I didn't know what my feelings were. And as I put down the food, as I put down my other vices and my addictions, and as I um, work on myself and take care of myself and get quiet with myself, I am knowing what my feelings are right away, which is not easy. Like it is not easy to sit with the feelings when it's about difficult things about stress or life events. Um, in this program, um, I've gotten married. I've had two children. I've, I've, my weight has never been like, um, extremely high, but I've probably been, um, when I was pregnant, I was probably 50 pounds more than I am now. When I wasn't pregnant and I was binging, I was probably about 25 pounds more if, if I weighed myself at that point. So I don't even know what my was. Left. Thank you. Um, and, you know, I've had difficult things happen. My mom passed away when I was in this program. And people in this program were there for me regularly. If something happened where my mom was in the hospital, I called people in program, you know, and they took me through it. They helped me through it. Um, going to meetings have helped me through, you know, difficult things. Um, so recently, like, well, in the last few years, um, I've had difficulty in my marriage. Um, I mean, we've been married now it's going on 22 years. So, um, we've been married a long time and I, sometimes I'm, I wonder why did I choose this person? But back in the day, you know, it was someone who was fun um, and who also was available emotionally, but also um, was an, an addict, you know? So um, I had to deal with um, infidelity, but I had, and I had this program, I had people in this program to turn to and to deal with the issues that go along with that. And we are still married today. And if I didn't have this program, I don't know if we would still be married. Um, and also, I don't know if I would have the life I have because um, when I don't eat and things are really hard, I can go to a very dark place, um, meaning I, I get suicidal. And that has happened. 
So it's like program doesn't necessarily take all that other stuff away. It doesn't take away life. It doesn't take away the way things are going to be. But what it does is it gives me like a soft blanket to use whenever I need it to help soothe me and to help me with my life. And then there's the steps in God, which let me get into. So at first when I came in, I didn't really think about God, you know? And so in this program, I had to look at nature as God, butterflies as God, and then animals and dogs. And then now I have a trust in a higher power and it doesn't, it isn't there every day. Sometimes I'm like, I don't understand this. I don't understand what the hell is happening to me, but I get the help I need from people in this program and I hear things from them. And that also helps me, but I will be sitting in my car, seeing the leaves drop while I'm driving in traffic and going, wow, that's beautiful. You know, I wouldn't be able to even see that what's in front of me be in the now because I was so into the voices in my head, what the negative things I was telling myself. And um, I've been able to shift that and change that, but it's been work. It's not like, oh, just because I go to meetings and do nothing, like my life changes. No. I have to write, I have to read the literature, I have to talk to people in program, I have to go to meetings. There's a lot of things that I do to change the way I see things because my perspective is most of the time the problem. And I had, even in this program, had low self-esteem and I was a people pleaser and I had to shift that and look at all the things I am and really take that in to change how I feel about myself. And now I I have a voice. I'm able to say my needs. And if someone says something to me, I feel my emotions right away. And then I, I react and maybe not that fast, quick reaction that I used to do, which is not the best way, especially when you're working with young adults. (laughs) I'm better at pausing, sometimes even taking, hear myself taking a breath And then thinking about what I'm going to say and reacting in that moment. And I don't always react um, the best way. I have two kids who are teens. One is off at college and like they, they, you know, in some ways they're a reflection of how I've taken care of them, but in some ways or how I, what I've given them, but in some ways, I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know what's going to happen. And I have to let that go that I have to trust that they have a God just like I have a God and that they're going to do life however they do it, whether I like it that way or not. Like, and the more I try to hold on to it, the more I try to force my way and my control, the more it's, it's going to slip out of my hands and I'm not going to have anything to do with it. That's time. Um, Thank you. So, um, there's a couple of, I think there's one newcomer. Thank you so much for coming. Keep coming back. Try many different meetings and know that this is a process. That program and changing the way we eat and the way we live is a process. It's not something that is going to change overnight. And and to, um, to work the steps and and know that it will happen if you work it. Thanks.